the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Man, we have got a ton of stuff to talk about today with Robert and with Chris. Thirteen American servicemen are uh, dead uh, from yesterday. I was at home when the uh, the bombs went off, and I started seeing some things people were sending me, and it looked like a slaughterhouse. It was terrible. And then uh, I'm trying to think, the lady who is on Fox News, who works in the Pentagon, said, I was looking at the pictures, and I counted 11 dead servicemen. And uh, I nobody had said anything, and then it came out 11, then it went to 12, it's 11 Marines and one corpsman, Navy corpsman, and then it went up to 13. This sits at the feet of our president. It sits at his feet. As much as I love Reagan, what happened in Lebanon sat at his feet when uh, the Marines were attacked there. They didn't do the right stuff. Well, they they didn't have uh, bullets. They, they, yeah, do you remember that? Yeah. And, and the security was, was abysmal. Moreover, what happened there was not a practice so at least yeah it was the, something kind of new right there was nothing new about this attack no nothing they knew it was coming they knew it was coming they knew it was coming but they should specifically moreover they know this type of attack is coming generally here's the key we should learn i i thought we had learned this in lebanon but evidently not and that is you do not Put a large concentration of troops in a non-military base. It's it's insane to do that. I mean, we don't learn from history in this country for some reason because we think history is is uh, two years ago. We think that's ancient history, uh, and it, it's sad. It really is. It's sad. For instance, we still haven't learned that you don't park all your planes out on the runways. We should have learned that from Pearl Harbor. That's why our none, only one or two aircraft got off the ground of the Japanese attack. Is they were set up and then taken out like that. Dominoes fall when they're in a row. Yes. If you take dominoes out of a row, they don't knock each other out. Yeah. And then all the other stuff that's coming out that... Uh, the the Taliban see they're 
their evil light as far as i guess the uh, biden administration is uh, concerned because they gave them a list of all of the americans all of the afghanis that had worked with the americans and all of the afghanis that had a green card you know what that is that's a kill list it's unbelievable. Could you imagine being on that list? Hey, here are, are your enemies. And they turn out, well, we're working in cooperation with the Taliban. Wait, wait what? Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, I agree. And and why did we let the Taliban be so close to the air base? I, I still don't understand. Oh, simple- I'm just telling you, Millie and the, and the Joint Chiefs have a lot to answer for as well. I think a lot of them are going to lose their jobs. Oh, they won't lose their jobs. They won't lose their jobs because incompetence maintains incompetence. And this fish is rotting from the head down. Well, I watched the president's speech and I was not impressed. You mean the the mad ramblings of a babbling fool? Is that what you're talking about? I'm just saying I was not impressed. I I really, really wasn't. Uh, You know, I understand that his son died. I really, really do. I do, and 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 that's a terrible thing to have happen. <coughs> I know. I had a daughter who died just last year, and she was only forty-four. So I understand the loss of a child, but I I would never try to equate the loss of um, Kim to these guys that were murdered at the airport it's totally different and and that's when he got the most choked up when he was talking he was talking about Bo, right that's the son that died of the brain tumor that's right so and and i i can you know i can uh, feel for the president on that i have empathy for him i understand what it's like to lose a kid it, 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 he did a pretty good job of explaining that when he said it's like a big black hole in your chest and it just sucks everything in. And I, I'll tell you, I was on the phone when Kim died, okay, with my son-in-law. And he started yelling at me, she's gone, she's gone. And I'm going to tell you what, uh, the, earth, the earth shifted under me at that moment. But I'm just telling you, there, there's a difference here. When it is people making stupid decisions that cause people to die like this. This was not something that should have happened. Did not need to happen. This evacuation, the way they've gone about it, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Uh, we're going to have a, a retired general on with us in the 7 o'clock to 7.30 segment that you want to listen to. Uh, he he's worked with the C-17s. He's worked with uh, evacuations. He's going to tell you all the bonehead things that they've done. Well, he should make a list of the non-bonehead things they've done. That <laughs> It'd be, be one. A, yeah, one. <laughs> one. Maybe one thing. My goodness. we got other things to talk about, too. This The whole thing in Afghanistan, rightly so, has kind of covered up a lot of other things that have been going on. One, uh, the Supreme Court ruled against the president about... Um, just letting people flow across the border all right uh they've closed the gates right now and uh they've uh, gone back to the mexican protocol is what i call it and which means that uh you stay there until we vet you which is a good thing to do 
Wait, wait, Dave. Let me see if I understand. If you're coming from another country, if you're coming from Guatemala and claiming persecution, most of these claims of persecution are false. They're just claims that they want a better life in America, which is perfectly rational yes, and accurate, is. just not the law for them to be able to come in. And President Trump said, well, if you're from Guatemala and you're in Mexico, you're clearly not being persecuted by the Guatemalan government. Right. So you wait in Mexico and we'll evaluate your asylum That's claim. right. And it, that's that's just good policy. Well, and it's good common sense. And the lefty, no, they're being persecuted. Wait, they're being persecuted in Mexico? Well, yeah, how? The, uh, the Guatemalan military is following them around to persecute them? Yeah. It's such leftist claptrap nonsense. Because they're bringing them, they're bringing them clean water to drink. They're bringing them food to eat. They even have clothing for them if they need it. I mean, bottom line is they got a lot better just standing outside the gate than they do back in their home country, probably. But anyway, the the, the Supreme Court ruled on that, and in a uh, decision that definitely got buried under. Uh, Afghanistan because of the suicide bomber. Uh, the Supreme Court ruled against the president because he even said when he was going to try to keep the moratorium on rental uh, in place that it was unconstitutional. He said it's unconstitutional. Then why are you even trying to do it, sir? But he hey, did. Let, let's recap for the audience, Dave, uh, what that is. So the government said. If you're a landlord, by the way, landlords are not some evil group of people living in some ivory tower smoking cigars. Some are big corporations. Some are individuals who own two or three houses that they've either got from family or that's what they use for investment for retirement. Right. And the, the renters have been told by the government, you don't have to pay the landlord rent. It's really convenient, isn't it? When the government says... Not that you don't have to pay your taxes. By the way, is there an abatement on taxes? No. Have we stopped collecting taxes? No. City of Little Rock wants to increase taxes because King Scott needs more money. So uh, do we have an abatement on sales tax? Do we have an abatement on income tax? No. But the government is free to tell private individual, you don't get to get paid by your tenant because that's what bureaucrats do. They tell other people what to do. And they're unwilling to live by their own terms. All right. When we come back, I'll tell you a story about a lady who's in a terrible situation. And she wants to be able, she wants the people that are renting from her to move out. And I'll tell you why and why it's important to her when we return. East End Towing wants you to know they're ready to help you whenever they can and whenever you need them. Uh, you lock out your keys, you know, lock them in your in your car. Happened yesterday. I saw there was a couple parked right next to me. Cars running, air conditioners on. They're standing outside the car. And uh, I kind of looked over and I said, everything okay? He guy says, I'm calling my friend. I locked my keys in the car. While it's on. <laughs> the car was running, all right? And uh, he was, he was, uh, he was stuck and uh, he, he was one to know who should he call. I said, call East End Towing. And I, you know, yeah, I, I did. And I said, uh, I gave him the number because I carried it in my wallet. 
And by the way, that's 501-888-8849. I don't know if they called him or not. I know he called his brother, so I hope everything worked out for him. I would tell you, I think it was a cold night in his household because his wife was standing on the other side of the car, and she didn't look happy, all right? She didn't look happy at all. I think it was him that locked the keys in the car. All right, bottom line, you need you need some help uh, getting into your car, getting the tire fixed, getting towed in uh, from the side of the road to East End Towing. Number to call, 501-888-8840, or 88. 49 that's right 8849 all right back with you here on the dave ellswick show chris corbett has made his way into the studio good to see you again chris thank you sir sorry How i are was you? late i'm doing fantastic okay i i could sit here and, and zero in on afghanistan right now and and uh the, the supreme court and the southern border and we'll talk more about that and we'll talk more about this whole thing about rentals because the supreme court shot down the president on that yesterday Not all over it no i'm i'm happy that they did it um, i promise to tell the story about this lady let me tell that story first there's a woman lives in uh, long island and that's where i'm from she had a a very nice house but she didn't need to have all that house so what she did is she rented out part of her house to some renters uh so some tenants well she uh, found out that she has a terrible terrible uh case of cancer and she's going to die within the next year is what the doctors are telling her and she wants the tenants to move out uh when their when their time is up so that other family can move in so they can help take care of her they won't let her make him move out. <laughs> they got they get to stay there. It doesn't matter. Because of the left, quite literally, Dave, you don't own your property. The state owns your property. By the way, the state is a bunch of self-entitled bureaucrats who are living off your money. Of course. <laughs> That's the way they do. So anyway, kind of interesting uh, how that will work out. It's Seriously. outrageous, Dave. I've been battling it here in Arkansas. I've done several evictions. We tested it, and um, the tenors, the tenants got wise. There's a there's a one sheet form literally put out by the CDC that if you fill that out and you submit it in the response to like an a Willy Wonka ticket, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. Uh, and they just stayed in there. I mean, it's not really even an affidavit. They just say, "Well, my income's underneath this, and you can't evict me per the CDC orders." And guess what? The judges have done. Nope. Well, everything's on hold while while you're making the rental. Well, that should change now. I hope so. I mean, here's the thing that really blew me away about that Mm -hmm. is that Biden talked about it at a press conference. And here's his exact words. I don't know if this is constitutional, but we're going to try it anyway. Oh, man. uh, Rob and I are battling that kind of stuff right now. And uh, let me let me take it a step further. So. So the, the the federal government knew they hurt landlords. Mm-hmm. They said, okay, we're going to put some grant money out there. Not 5% of that grant money has been released to the landlords. Here's what they did. The folks that sold their property in the last year that don't currently own it, they're not eligible for the grant. And they've just made this rule up. So I've got some clients right now that want to pursue this with Pulaski County trying to get grant money that they forego, they forego, 
uh, collecting rent all of last year in 2020. Um, and I myself, I, I'll just tell you, I'm out 40 grand in, in, oh, wow. in uncollected rent because I kept my tenants in their homes and um, it's outrageous. Okay, uh, so you went to your tenants and said, look, I understand it's bad times. Yep. You don't have to pay your rent yep. right now. Yep. And okay. it was, uh, I think, 18 tenants. I filled out the forms as Pulaski County. My affidavit, here's the here's the address, here's the tenant's name. Now, none of these tenants have email addresses. Then they switch it and they go, well, now your tenants have to come in. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The grant money is for the landlords to benefit the tenants. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, you don't own that property anymore, so you're not eligible for that one. Wait, what? We're going to find out. And I've had several other uh, phone calls from landlords stating as much. Because, again, the bureaucrats want to steal the money and keep it. Oh, well, it's left over. We get to use it for this purpose. Chris exactly and I were, right. in, were in court yesterday. Yeah. See, this is when the AGs of the states need to step up and, and do what is right. Oh, you know, speaking of AG. They should speak for you guys. 100%. Well, speaking of AG, uh, we're going to have to get the AG involved in our case uh, because we were in court yesterday before Chip Welch. We did a, a, a we we didn't get we don't have any ruling yet so I can't tell you about his rulings it, meaning well, there was a procedural ruling which was fine but there was no substantive ruling yet but he managed the courtroom I thought quite well he was very respectful of everyone and I was impressed with Judge Well he did yeah, a good job you're fantastic he did a good job in that regard um, uh, now we'll have to see how the substance turns out you know right. uh, for example we we'll been, wait and see yeah well we've been before Judge Fox he makes up the law. Yeah. He, he doesn't. He doesn't interpret the law. Well, he, he didn't even up. make up the law. He just. He just rendered a ruling without. That's right. Any conclusion. Exactly. There's no law. He said, "This is the outcome." Wait, where's the law? He didn't even say. <laughs> okay. Right? He did that when when he overturned the duly elected law by the legislature no prohibiting mask yeah. mandates, and he said, "No, that's illegal. Uh, undone." Wait, what? What? Where? Huh? So what are you basing that on? Yeah, exactly. That's what the Supreme Court, Arkansas Supreme Court justices want to know. They yeah. have to have a, they have to have something to review. Exactly. Oh, actually, we had a case before Fox, a different case, <laughs> yeah. uh, and the and the Supreme Court said, send it back to Fox. He said, well, give us an opinion. You haven't done anything. So you know what he did? He said, deny. <laughs> Supreme Court said, give us opinion. He said, deny. Yeah. So, I don't have to give you my opinion. Essentially. So we're back in the Supreme Court. They're punting the football back and forth. Back man. and forth. That's not justice. Now, That's wait a second. Let me just stop there for just a second. Yeah. If a judge, yeah. and in this case, what he's doing is Fox is absolutely wrong. Completely. He's can, making it up. Who, who can... Who can bring any kind of uh, discipline to them? There's a judicial discipline committee, and Chris and I are contemplating filing a complaint against Judge Fox because he has completely ignored the law. It's one thing to get it wrong. It's one thing to be stupid. He should aspire to that goal because it has nothing to do with intelligence. It has to do with willingness to do your job. He has not done his job. Well, I can't imagine you say... Well, that's not, you can't do that. Well, why? Yeah. You just can't do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we've had, we filed motions for a findings of fact and conclusions of law denied. Yeah. Denied. yeah. Does, Does he have wait, a rubber wait, stamp? Wait, yeah, exactly. Well, did I write that in English? Right. Did he, wait, surely he, uh, uh, does he have a stamper like you see on the, <laughs> yeah. the Looney Tunes? Yeah, exactly. Denied. denied. And it's in exactly. big red letters. Exactly. Yeah. Unbelievable. No, they have, yeah. that has more actual due process than what happens in Fox's court. <laughs> I mean, it, it's half look true. at what the look, left is doing. Looney Tunes is half true with Fox's court. There ain't no tunes. Yeah, <laughs> it's just loony. Okay, I mean, I 
I can I can't believe the word the words that came out of Biden's mouth came out of his mouth. I'm sorry. You know? Twelve servicemen. Hey, yeah. prayers go out to the military members over there. The, well, thirteen. Uh, thirteen now. Twelve. Mar- well, okay. Here, twelve Marines and is, one corpsman. This is real simple. Uh, we are a big bad country with the biggest baddest military on the earth. Right. We got to throw our weight around. Not only do you have to threaten to hurt somebody. But you better back it up when it's they don't bluster, do right. Right? It's all bluster right but now. Here, here's, well, it's all bluster. Find you. It said something like, well, and if we find you. Wait, if? Yeah. Wait, yeah. if? Yeah, I don't get that. If? I, I, it, I mean, I done? heard his, his speech yesterday, yeah. and I almost I wanted floored. to cry. Me too. I Me was too. looking for the oatmeal coming out of the side of his mouth. Yeah, well, my son's 18. He wants to join the military. What do I tell him? No. We're leaving. Yeah. Exactly. That's not right, right now. Dave, exactly. Right. I told my sons when Obama won the election a few years back, yeah. and they were both talking about wanting to be military members, yeah. I said, not under him. No. Not under him. He's commander-in-chief. We know what he's like. We do, you do not want to do this. That's right. I was stupid enough to do it under Carter, <laughs> and I can tell you what it was like under Carter. Okay, you bring, Dave, you bring up a fantastic point. What happened with the Ayatollah of, of Iran when, when, Reagan got in, when Reagan got elected in the 80s? He immediately came to the table and said, hey, we got these 400 uh, citizens in our country. Uh, yeah, you wanna, uh, well, we want to release them now. Yeah. Know why? Because Reagan wasn't going to mess around. Teddy Roosevelt was a fighter. All right, we'll talk further. We've got to get to uh, news here at the bottom of the hour. Then when we come back, I'll tell you about Cabot Emergency Hospital. And then we'll talk more about Afghanistan. It is the story. All right, Cabot Emergency Hospital, they're right out on 89 in Cabot, right uh, next to 67167, kind of right there by the entrance uh, to get in or the exit, depending on which way you're going, north or south. Bottom line, uh, you go to Cabot Emergency Hospital, you got an emergency, your emergency matters, it matters to them as well. They've got board-certified emergency physicians that are on uh, duty uh, 24-7, 365. I like in my copy, it says, including holidays. Well, it goes without saying if I say 365. Uh, they got a, a complete suite uh, to take uh, x-rays, CT scans. They have bedside ultrasounds. They have MR, an MRI on site. They've got an on-site lab and pharmacy. All they don't have is an operating suite. You know, they don't have that. So if you come in and they do the blood work and you're complaining about chest pains and stuff, they're going to do blood work on you. That's how they tell if you're having a heart attack or not. They look for the enzymes of the muscle, uh, which is your heart, uh, being destroyed. And they they show elevations. And if it's they see that, well, they're going to pack you in an ambulance and you get the 100-mile-an-hour ride right down here to, to Little Rock, and they'll get you into one of the really good cardiovascular places like St. Vincent, where I had my open-heart surgery, and they did a great job on me, fantastic work. But the bottom line is this. They know you want to get back to your life faster, but they also know that if you're not feeling right and you think there's something really wrong, it suddenly becomes very, very important to you. And that's only right. It's your emergency. So if it's a broken bone, it's a laceration, uh, shortness of breath. Uh, I had a lady on uh, Tuesday night over at the GOP meeting for Lono County. I was, uh, she was talking about how great they did for her because she had COVID and, and she couldn't breathe and they took good care of her. 
And uh, she says, if it wasn't for them, I don't know if I'd be around right now. They did a great job. Cabot Emergency Hospital, they're right there on 89. If you're in Ward, Austin, BB, Cabot, uh, Jacksonville, uh, it's the place to go. That's Cabot Emergency Hospital. Dave, uh, you mentioned that uh, 365 covers holidays. Well, there's an old joke. A guy goes over to a 7-Eleven. You know 7-Eleven, right? They have those down here. I got in trouble Mm -hmm. uh, in Indianapolis in a joke that I did on the air about 7-Eleven. Is that right? Well, we can get to that, I'm sure. (laughs) Uh, All I can picture is the big gulp. Yeah. No, that uh, doesn't do big gulp. uh, The the guy comes up to the 7-Eleven, and he pulls on the door, and it's locked. And the uh, uh, owner comes up to the door and um, says, can I help you? And he says, well, yeah, I'd like to come in. And he says, well, we're closed. He says, it says uh, open 24 hours. And the owner says, not in a row. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I got in trouble in Indianapolis. I've always been a smart ass. I, you know, when I grew up in, in Chicago, I listened to two uh, DJs, Wally Phillips on WGN on the morning show and then in the afternoon, Uncle Lair, Larry Lujak, the super jock. All right, I always listened to him. And I got that from him. And I, I was talking on the air, and there was a big story in the paper about how um, Indians from India, not, not Native Americans, Indians, had bought up most of the uh, 7-Elevens in the Marion County area. And I said, when you, I, I made a joke. I said, hey, man, you go to 7-Eleven now? You scratch off the dot on the person who's waiting on you off oh their forehead, goodness. and it tells you how much you get off your Slurpee. Oh, my goodness. That's a, <laughs> oh, my God. I got some pushback, and that's before <laughs> cancel culture. Oh, I'm man. That's a bit insensitive, isn't it? <laughs> I am insensitive, aren't I? <laughs> All right. Anyway, it was a lot Joe of people. Joe Biden got in trouble, actually, for making a comment uh, that there are there's a high percentage of Indian Americans that own Seven uh, Elevens, you know what? The, the, did he really? He really did. But but the problem is, there's a high percentage of Indian Americans that own Seven Elevens relative to their percentage in the population. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: they found out you make good money at it. Well, and it's also it, it, there's nothing surprising. <laughs> it's that, a fact. Uh, people communicate within their groups, right? And so uh, they're. Indian Americans who own 7-Elevens, they communicate with Indians in India who then come over and they say, well, we know this guy who's opened a 7-Eleven. Maybe we should do that. And yeah. different groups do different things, right? Uh, when Jews uh, emigrated to the States, uh, they went into a, a number of uh, professions. They went into uh, banking. Uh, well, later, but t- tailoring and, and, and that type of work. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I- Irish went into pol- police often. Uh, why? Because there were Irish. Because you drink on duty. Uh, well, I'm not sure about that either. <laughs> just, um, <laughs> maybe so, they just want to whoop up on somebody. Exactly. Yeah. So it's um, so there are a lot of historical factors that lead to uh, imbalance relative to the population. There's nothing wrong with an imbalance relative to the population. Uh, it doesn't mean that there's in something in 7-Eleven. Yeah. Huh? No, an imbalance in 7-Eleven. It wasn't. Other it, things. Yeah, it wasn't an Indian conspiracy. You know what they do? They come over here and they work hard. Yes, they do. And they kick butt. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, we, we need some more of that in, in, in all Americans. Well, we, we need to reinstate that in yeah. Americans because yeah. it used to be a, a foregone conclusion that you were going to work hard. That's right. 
you know, to get where you want well, to go. Well, the more socialist you move, yeah. the less hard people work. Well, Rob and I talked about the other day, the middle class now has lost the incentive to go and succeed and do well. Some, Everybody's scared. Some, right? some parts of the middle yeah. class. Let me tell you what, that that hasn't percolated down to the Asian community yet. Nope. They're they work butt. really hard. Yeah, and, that, and I'm not talking about first generation people i'm talking about three four generations now with a great sense of family yep grandma's usually in the household spouting wisdom at the dinner table to the 20 year olds it's just like you know i'm against illegal immigration i'm not against legal immigration Mm -hmm. because i'll tell you what hispanic folks yeah they're hard-working people always they're people of faith too yeah Uh, every group has hard-working people uh, and Every group has outstanding immigrants, uh, and this country was built on immigrants, and I'm the son of immigrants, uh, and I support immigration. Legal immigration. Yeah, that's the key. Right. Legal. And, and, and the left is so disingenuous when they start talking about all the benefits of immigration. I agree. We're on the same page. Legally. No, they won't even call them immigrants. They call them migrants. Migrants, I don't know. And a migrant is somebody who moves from place to place at certain times. Migrants were a big part of uh, the vegetable belt over in California. I had a vegetable belt, but I stopped keeping my pants up. Hugo Chavez, perfect example. The migrant workers over in California, and he fought for them, not getting enough money and things of that nature. Right. I tend to be you go on a hunger strike. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm tending to be one of those people who believe if you decide to come to the country and you say I'll work for that, then you work for that. Yeah. I mean, if 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 I thought that I was being abused here, I'd leave. Well, you know, it's an interesting point. As I said, my parents were 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 immigrants, and my dad said something to me that I think I've said on the air before. Which is that he said, Rob, you, you're born in America, you're a citizen by birth, and you're free to object to anything you want. He said, legally, I'm entitled to do exactly the same thing because he became a citizen. Mm-hmm. He said, however, I was effectively invited into this country. And when you're a guest in someone's house, even if you move in permanently, uh, you need to be a bit more deferential. So those people, he said, I won't be one of those people that come to this country and then decry it. Uh, as an uh, as an entity and call for its essential destruction. I won't be that person. And, of course, he loved this country, as do I, uh, and he had no desire for its institutions to be destroyed. But when he saw people coming to this country and then saying, America's evil, he said, well, why, why would you come to America and then declare it evil? It's one thing if you're born here, this is your home, uh, but if you came here by choice, you can leave by choice. Right. Yeah. If you were born here and you're a naturalized citizen, you don't like it, you don't like the way it's going, <clears throat> then... You have the freedom to move on. If you're born here, you do have the freedom to move on, but there's something different, right? In other words, you're born here. This is your land. You haven't come by a gift uh, to anybody. Uh, this is You are inherent to this land. Uh, but if you come uh, as a guest, you literally come as a guest when you're an immigrant, a legal immigrant. Um, and so if you come as a guest and then uh, seek its effective uh, uh destruction or revolution well then maybe you should reconsider that guest status okay we got to get to a break willie called in and corrected me and he is absolutely right 
I say Hugo Chavez. Oh, All right, I'm talking it? about Venezuela when I say Hugo Chavez. Oh. It was Cesar Chavez. Who C- was, Cesar Chavez, yes. Yeah, who was the big guy out oh, there right, in California. Right. Oops. Okay, yeah. We're my, talking about a terrorist, first, right? Yeah, I was, yeah a, I was talking about uh, a hardcore Marxist. Yeah. All right. Not to say that Cesar mm. wasn't that way at some, but not anything next to Hugo Chavez. I couldn't stand that guy. Yeah. I couldn't stand that guy. And you know what amazes me is those pompous asses in Hollywood. Yeah. That would stand up for him all the time. Danny Glover. Man. Danny Glover. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. Sean Penn. Oh, man. Another guy loves those people. And they kill people all the time. They love them because these Hollywood types live in fantasy land. And they make millions and millions of dollars. They have no uh, sense of what it means to work for a living. They don't work for a living. They play for a living. It's good business if you can get it. Yeah, they play somebody else. Right. If you can be a professional uh, a sports <laughs> person, uh, it's good business if you can get it. But that's not what most people do. Pipefitters work for a living. Yeah. You know? I, I, always, so I always mention about actors. All actors do is effectively read and restate the lines that somebody else put in their mouth (laughs) all right we'll take a break we'll come back we'll have more here on the dave ellswick show chris corbett is here uh robert steinbach is here i want to hear more about uh, the gun thing and where you guys are with that uh do you have uh, questions about filing for social security if you do get the answers in a simple easy to understand booklet called your guide to social security it's from david lucas financial in north little rock 27 pages long outlines what you need to know and that can help you get even more income when you file for social security i'm going to try to have uh, david on next wednesday to talk about this and and get into it more specifically for all of you who are getting close to uh, retirement social security age i mean look you might take your social security and you may not retire i'm just telling you i'm not retired and i've got my social security coming in now uh, if you're within five years of filing for Social Security, get the free booklet now and call 501-222-3315. You're also going to get a bonus because you receive a free customized Social Security analysis. And that pinpoints the optimal time to ring every nickel out of your benefits. Pick up the phone and call now, 501-222-3315. That's 501 222 3315. All right. So we all got up this morning after all of the uh, coverage about Afghanistan, and we're still pissed off. Oh, yeah. I actually heard a reporter, I think it was from CNN, said the American people are pissed off. Yeah. And they really, I think we really, really are. I have no doubt. And I don't think that's the last bloodshed we're going to see. Unfortunately, no. I had five buddies call me last night. Man, what do you think about what's going on in the military? Man, it's bad. What, what's the saying? You know, uh, Biden can't find his behind with two hands and a flashlight. That's uh, the uh, truth. It's, it's, it, it's remarkable. It, it, you couldn't script it in a more incompetent fashion for a withdrawal than it's been taking place. Well, it's like uh, in the Air Force, we have a person who is the chief in the CEO. All right, so... He comes on base, and for most airmen, it's like the freaking president came. All right? Oh, yeah. He's, there's, there's not very many of those in, well, in no, the entire no. military. There's there's one exactly. basically every branch. Yeah. 
Well, the guy that's over in the army. Did you see what he was? Did you he's see busy, what he? He's what busy was, posting about uh, women's equity or something. Right. right oh right. hell no! Yeah, what was well, thirteen? No, service he's people not. Yeah, murdered. Yeah. Oh how man! Oh yeah. They Get your to, head in the they game. They need to baby. fire him. Yeah, I'm just telling you, dude. You can't be talking about what you're supposed to be talking about, and you're supposed to be talking about. Those men shouldn't be lying on the ground dead right now. Yeah. Well, wasn't there some warnings? Didn't they say? Uh, oh, yeah. The British, who, who the British war- and the French both gave them warnings. Yeah. That it was imminent. Yeah, it's coming. Well, they, so, apparently they told the embassy put out a statement, don't come to the airport. Yep. Yeah. If you're at those gates, go, go home. home. Yeah. But how yeah, did they put sure. it out, by the way? What now? Like, how did they put it out? In what format? That's a good question. That I someone was sitting at a yeah. gate. Did they get a memo? Intel got some intel. No, no. How did they put it out? How did, how did they get it out to the people? I guess they're they're using uh, the internet. That's all I can figure. I mean, they don't. So they're tweeting it. Oh, I see what you're saying. I guess they're emailing. I know that. So ISIS, even was it ISIS or whoever? We're going to bomb you. They ISIS K. There. Is that what you mean? Well, they put yeah. out that somebody was going to do an attack. Oh, you mean the British? To what? Yeah. Yeah. The Americans put so out. So does ISIS K mean that there's like the special K of right. the terrorists? It's got extra protein. <laughs> it's the ISIS with extra protein. That's what I mean, basically, they're 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 supposedly be the bad guys of the bad guys. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't they don't think cutting people's heads off is enough. You gotta oh, you know man. go to a big movie theater or something and do it. Yeah. So so everybody gets to see it. Uh, but uh, this is like what you said a while ago, uh, uh, there are, there's some good terrorists over there. Oh, that that's what bothers the good me. Is that, Did is you that, hear one of these generals? I think it was on Tucker Carlson uh, showing a video. He said, "Well, we're working with the Taliban." Yeah, what uh, Taliban? By the way, yeah, we're the working Taliban. with the Taliban um, to um, to coordinate. And we've given, as you mentioned earlier in the show, Dave, we've given them the list of Americans and uh, Afghanis that are coming out. In other words, we, we're giving them So you know the which list. ones to let go off to the tarmac. Right. No, they're going to put a bullet in their head. Uh, by right. the way, and that's why here in America, and when you hear conservatives say, I don't want ATF or the state government maintaining yeah. a list of gun yeah. owners, right. and the left is like, what? That's crazy. Yeah. You guys are paranoid. And then they make up a list. Yeah. And guess well, who's you know, on the list? Uh, right? The educated. Yeah. The Jews. Yeah. The, the, um, the, uh, the religious. Oh. Uh, the evangelicals. The right? conservative talk the show. The conservative host. talk show. Host, right? <laughs> Look who's on the list. And then guess who else? The gun owners. Oh, yeah. Well, they're going door to door now. I've read reports. They're going door to door collecting Hanging the guns. People. Yeah, and they're collecting the guns and hanging people. And hanging people. The only good terrorist in my book is a dead terrorist. I agree with that. I agree. Oh, but the left says one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. You know, I had a lefty mm. governmental you, hack tell when you I that was visiting time? Israel tell me that. And I looked at oh. her and I said, yeah, but that man, referring to someone, he wasn't there. That man, he's my terrorist. Meaning while it may be someone else's freedom fighter, I can tell you where he falls on my scale. He's a terrorist. Well, they they just bomb their own citizens, Dave. I know, right? Uh, yeah, this is the this is a play out of Saul Alinsky's book. They're gonna come in and fix it now. Oh, look at these bombers! Look at everything being bombed. Oh, we can fix that. They put us in power, and the bombings will stop. Well, you know, the narrative is is that ISIS K and the Taliban hate each other. No, then I, if, here here's the key about terrorists because yeah. the same thing happens among allies in a war. You all come together against a common enemy. 
And that's happening over in Afghanistan right now. If they were antagonistic to each other, then I would wish them both the most success. Yeah. Meaning let them kill each other. Yeah, because it's sure not it's sure not them that they're stopping from getting to the airports and stuff. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna be inter- I'm, I'm gonna be interested if they try to go in and reopen Balgram. And he's saying that the military official said no, nah, that's not really necessary. I still don't buy that. How remarkable is it that you hear the American yeah. generals saying, well, th- that area of security uh, we delegated to the t- uh, Taliban. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah wait, wait, what? Yeah. Now, right. Let me just ask you, over the last 19 years, yeah. you've been in the mountains all around Kabul and, and right. Islamabad and all the other places fighting these fanatical savages up there and then all of a sudden uh in a couple of months suddenly there are friends so to speak yeah crazy it it is just just, think about it for a moment it's stupid yeah it's crazy well even what biden said the other day the only option he has is to send thousands of more troops back into the country no he can file up the he can fire up the tomahawks he can fire up the jets start carpet bombing with the b-52s he's got lots of options yeah well the biggest problem we got with that now is that they let the taliban have the whole country now you can't attack Kabul because you're going to kill innocent civilians and stuff. That's true. But uh, we got satellites; we can see where they're at. They need Come to on. get out. Well, they need to get out and get the forward command people out there painting them. Yeah, and then uh, just fly over a nice wing of B-52s and just unload on them. They can un- we can rain hell on on people. I mean, yeah. you, you see that, that the movie Gladiator. Oh yeah, with Russell Crowe. I love that movie. And that. It shows him we're going to rain hell down on them when yeah. they're fighting the, the barbarians in Germany, the Germanic tribes. And That's a great movie. It's a, it's a good movie. It really is. It's got a lot of truth in it when you watch it. All right, let's take some break here. And then when we come back, got a retired general who's going to join us, guys. Fantastic. Make uh, Get your questions ready. This ain't no armchair guy. He can tell you, no, you no. Know, this is a career guy. He He's going to give you the truth, and he's nice. got latest from the ground in Afghanistan as well. That's all coming up next on the Dave Ellswick Show.
All right, we got a special guest here for this uh, about the next 15, 20 minutes. We're going to talk to uh, Lieutenant Colonel Gobb. Uh, he spent four, he's retired, by the way, uh, spent four deployments in Afghanistan, has been to every corner of that nation. He was the officer in command to create the civilian evacuation plan, which Team Biden did not follow. And that's in capital letters, by the way. He can discuss breaking situations, and he's going to do that now with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, we'll get some feelings uh, from him. U.S. Army Lieutenant Colonel Darren Gobb, Executive Director for Restore Liberty. And uh, Colonel, how are you this morning? Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing great. And uh, greetings from the mountains of western Montana. Ah, I nice. I got my I got my Montana shirt on today for a little Bighorn. Yep, I was oh, up there. Choice. I was up there a few just a few years ago. My brother lived up there before his uh, his passing uh, last year. He lived in uh, Gillette. Yes, I know where that is. Yeah, it's not hard <laughs> to find places in Montana because there's there's really not that many people in. Montana. What is it? About three hundred thousand people. Oh no, we broke the million barrier finally. Oh, okay, and, uh, good. We're we're okay with our size. We don't, we don't want to get any bigger. All right, I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> All right, well, let, let's. Uh, and I just talked about Wyoming when I said Gillette, not uh, Montana, but uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Billings, Montana. I've been there, and uh, I thought it would be this real big, thriving metropolis. I was wrong. <laughs> it was, in montana yeah. it is <laughs> yeah that's true that's true well let's get to this i i think it's interesting uh you're on the air with me today and you are the person that was all set up uh for the civilian evacuation plan that this president and his team did not follow is it was it the evacuation plan that uh, Team Trump had basically ready to go? No, no, actually, uh, the, the plans that I had built were uh, back in 2011 timeframe. So I'm sure some things have changed since then with uh, with how all the planning went. Now I will tell you that uh, knowing a little bit about what uh, the uh, the Trump team had put in place and some of their planning efforts, that the the key there is not the the specifics as far as uh, the difference between what I did back in 2011 and what looked, what it looked like now on paper with the military. It's, um, it's the fact that they put conditions in place for the withdrawal under, under what Trump was doing. And that was, he was well advised in that regard because if you have conditions on the ground that have to be met before you can withdraw, things are tend to work out a lot better. And what Biden had did was put a specific date on a calendar and said, we're leaving by here no matter what. Uh-huh. And that really actually emboldens your enemy and gives them the initiative because they know exactly what you're doing now. And they have no concerns about uh, what you're trying to get done because they know you're leaving regardless of the conditions on the ground. So now they're, they're able to do whatever they want to do. That's interesting, that's Colonel. Mistake. So, that, so instead of a date, that your recommendation is conditions on the ground that are the parameters that set a withdrawal, not a not a date. Correct. Yeah, and that's exactly what had been in place 
uh, as part of the initial agreements, right. and that is what had changed the most, and and that really put the military in a in a bad spot. Yeah. When did it change in the minds of some military people that you get all your military people out first and then the civilians? Well, I, I would say for the military, that, that part didn't change. Uh, that That is something that uh, we would do no matter what. Mm-hmm. But in the end, you also have to follow the orders from, from a commander-in-chief who right. tells you you're listening to the, to the messaging, you're following the orders that are coming out, and if they... And if it said that you're leaving by August 31st, no matter what, regardless of what's going on on the ground, then that's what you have to do. And that's what puts people in such a rush to to get the evacuations completed. And we're, there's just no way we're going to get everybody out by then. No. But uh, the message has been passed that we're leaving regardless. Does I know this bothers me. I'm, I'm former Air Force. I, I spent 10 years in the Air Force. And, and I can tell you that they say they're going to leave people behind just goes against every atom in my body. It should. It, and it's it, everybody in the military who has been in long enough, they hear things like leave no man behind. That is a mantra that yep. is pounded into us. And it's just our nature in the first place that we don't ever want to leave people behind. It, it feels It feels wrong because it is wrong. And this violates one of the most basic tenets and ethics of anything that has to do with uh, how we in the military like to function. Yeah. So as you look at the situation that's on the ground right now, uh, well, first one question I, I want to Balgram, why would we ever just leave that airport and and not use it? And the president says his military men and uh, leaders told him to leave it, just leave it. Something inside of me doesn't believe that. Oh, and you shouldn't. I mean, that was one of the things that we put into our plans that we built some of these evacuation plans, even back uh, in 2011, was you always keep a strategic foothold, would be a language that we'd use. And Bagram Air Base was the most strategic airfield in that that country, followed by Kandahar, frankly, Kandahar. Kabul, if you understand the geography, the terrain, and the, the situation around that airport, it's it's a terrible choice for your final airfield to evacuate from. You're surrounded by a city. There's a lot of people. It is near impossible to secure without a significant number of forces that we clearly don't have there right now. Uh, the number of gates, the number of accesses, the, the poor surroundings that, that are around it. Bagram is different. Mm. It's out there, largely in the middle of nowhere, in, a, in an environment that you have a lot better chance of securing. Yeah, you can see the enemy coming from a long way. That's a, I was just thinking you could start moving troops and people there and, and defend them. Yeah. And a lot of these ISIS-K people that we're hearing about evidently were released from those cages on Balgram is what I'm hearing. Is that true? Yeah, that is the word we're getting, yes, huh? And, and I've been in that facility as well. It's, so, uh, it's um, yeah, there's quite, there's quite a few people in there. And it's no surprise that when you see the initiative and you give up the ground and, and the space to your opposition, right. uh, they're going to use every advantage they can get. What, uh, but we have, to, we have to stay in the fight no matter what. That's my next question. What do you do now? So what now? Do we take Bagram back? Do we 
the president said we the only option was to send thousands of troops back in. Well, uh, at this point, uh, there that may be really the only option that you that you have. But I would ask the question: What are you trying to get done? There you go. Are you just trying to reinforce what's happening in Kabul? Which that I don't have the specifics of all of that. Uh, what they're doing right now, but um, that may be something that they would need to do in order to secure Kabul International Airport. It's they do not have the forces on the ground to be able to do that at all right now. Right. Uh, that is a that is a huge problem. Uh, the ability to take Bagram, to take to do that while also trying to maybe retake Bagram. Uh, we're talking about a significant investment in people and time. Wow. And, you know, now yeah. that he's said August 31st, no matter what, uh, we're basically letting them dictate the terms for us now. But uh, if the military was told to do something like that, we'd find out a way. I'll tell you, this, the soldier sailors, the airmen, and Marines are doing all they can, using every bit of ingenuity they can come up with to, to complete their mission no matter what. Uh, accepting a lot of risk and getting it done. And they're not going to run from a fight. If they're told to do something, they're going to find out a way to do it. Nice. Uh, the only way to lose is to, is to not, is to not uh, be in the fight. You know what I'm afraid of, Colonel, you know what I'm afraid of, and, and, and then I'll wrap up our, our interview, and that is that in a few years we're going to be back in Afghanistan again because this has become a magnet for every terrorist group in the Middle East now. Absolutely, it will be. And one of the things with the principles of non-combatant evacuation operations type of missions that we're doing now is people are watching. The world is watching. And they're, what they're seeing is what America can be on display. And we're not displaying the kind of strength and the type of resolve at the strategic level that we should be. It, this is not a, a judgment on the soldiers, sailors, airmen, and marines that are there. They're doing phenomenal work. They're, it's an extremely dynamic environment and challenging for them. It's, but they're a, getting it done. It's a, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Well, it sounds like we're having to negotiate. We shouldn't be negotiating. We should be dictating the terms, right? I mean, move the date, President Biden. What what date? August 31st? Why? That's okay. Because Look, he gonna, said that's what I want yeah. and that's what he's going to get. We're going to move the date or else. Yeah. Well, and we're trying to say we're dictating certain terms for, regarding a date, but you've got to be able to talk terms from a position of strength. That's and we're right. Not in a position there you of strength go. Right now to be able to do that. Nice. By Kurt, any means. And you've go. got to stop fighting the plan. You've got to start fighting the situation and, and just tell them, you know what? We're not leaving because you changed. And so we have to change. And we're going to stay there until it's right. Well, Colonel, let me uh, let uh, my listeners know, I know that you have an organization that you head up. Can you tell my people how they can get involved with it? And then uh, I'll call your handler, and uh, we'll set up another time for you to come on next week. How's that sound? Oh, it sounds great. Thank you. Yeah, um, it's uh, restored-liberty.org. It's a nationwide grassroots effort that we can certainly expand upon next week when we, re- when we work uh, another interview in. But I'll tell you, one of the best ways to get involved right now with what our organization is doing is uh, October 7th. We're putting together something called the Reaffirm and Remember Muster in Washington, D.C. for all veterans and their families. We're going to come together and reaffirm our oath. We're going to remember our fallen, which unfortunately we now have more to remember as of yesterday. 
and we're going to register our displeasure with what's going on, uh, not only in Afghanistan, but in many things around the country with regards to what we, the people, and we, the uh, members of the military, take our oath to defend, and that is the Constitution and the people of this great nation. Colonel, thank you very much. Uh, We'll talk about that further next week, I promise you. And I can't wait to have thousands upon thousands of veterans putting their hand up again and saying, I, and then they say, repeat your name, and everybody goes, repeat your name. You remember that, Colonel? Oh, very much so. I think we're going to do something something a little different than that. All right. Uh, we may. We'll see. Okay. We'll talk next week. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. That's Lieutenant Colonel Gobb giving you kind of a view of what's going on over there in Afghanistan. We'll have more from him uh, next week here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Rob and Chris are still here. They're going to get involved with the discussion again as we talk about what's going on with the gun case that they've been uh, kind of running up the flagpole. We'll see what the latest on that is when we come back. Don't forget about uh, Pat Davis. You want to save money on your health insurance? You call him, 501 605 6935 it's 501-605-6935 or visit him online at your health plan man that's one word your health plan man.com you give him a call he'll share with you how you can save 30 to 50 percent on your health insurance that if you're self-employed why this is such a good plan for you uh, that it's actual insurance that you're going to have, not a share plan, and there's no co-pays, and if there's any th- excess money left over, it comes to you and not to uh, the insurance company. The number again, 501-605-6935. Pat Davis, yourhealthplanman.com. All right, back with you. I have wanted to spend a little bit more time. we got about eight minutes here before we got to be out for uh, Bill O'Reilly. And... Uh, I want to talk to Robert and to Chris about this. What's going on uh, with this gun thing you guys have been, you know, fighting over? <clears throat> We're this, fighting hard, Dave. I know you are. We are. We have three cases about guns. One that uh, with enhanced concealed carry uh, pursuant to a new law written by Bob Ballinger, Act 1024, I think. Uh, you're entitled to carry a, a, a weapon into City Hall, and um, Little Rock is refusing. Uh, Tom Carpenter, who's the city attorney, uh, came before the court yesterday and started saying, she showed uh, newspaper articles, held up newspaper articles and said, here's a story of somebody shooting up a building, four people dead, here's a story. Uh, get, and, and so he's making a policy argument, by the way, which is a determination made by the legislature, not by some unelected bureaucrat. But my response was, yeah, interesting. None of those people had concealed carry licenses. That's in right. fact, there is no example in the whole United States where someone with a concealed carry license took in a concealed weapon and and did a mass shooting event. Yeah. No such story. But there are numerous stories of people with concealed carry licenses using that their firearm which was concealed to save lives. Yeah. Well, there were a couple of things said during the hearing that I just wanted to stand up and, and start shouting. One one thing the city attorney, Tom Carpenter, said is, well, if we let enhanced carry people, enhanced carry licensees into the city hall, we don't know who's got a gun. That's 100% incorrect. You come through the metal detectors. You have a gun on you. You show your license. You say, hey, I'm carrying Here's my life, just as we do in the Capitol. Uh, right, you're right? exactly right, which is, it hasn't seemed to be a problem in the Capitol, has well, it? Yeah, exactly. And here's the other issue. It's hidden for a reason. 
And they go, well, what are we going to do? And how are we going to know who's the good guy and who's the bad guy if, if we have an active shooter situation going on? Well, guess what? The, the, the concealed handgun licensees are not going to start hunting the shooter. They're going to be the first thing you hunker down, secure in place. And then hopefully, if they come up to you, you're not sitting there like a, like a baby with, with no defense, right? Yeah. How, how do you know the difference? You've got, because the bad guy is shooting people. That's right. That's how you know the difference. That's right. The bad guy is shooting at people yeah. without, who are unarmed. So we're going to push hard. We're going to, we've got the game and fish. And here's the other deal. Uh, Game and fish. So what do you got? Game and fish. We're, yeah. we're fish. after the game and fish commission for uh, not letting you to allow you to carry your enhanced conceal license into the gun range home, into the gun range house in Mayflower. And, yeah, in Mayflower. Okay. And what what you've got there? You've got we've got enhanced concealed carry, concealed carry instructors out there going. Well, what's the law now? Because we teach you can carry in a municipal building with a concealed carry. And we and, teach that you can carry in Game and Fish because it's a state building. Correct. And the statute says you can carry in any state building. So so we're going to, you know, the judges are going to be hesitant, as I think Judge Welch was. He said he lost some sleep over it about issuing some sort of preliminary injunction based on irreparable harm. We didn't ask for that. We want a trial on the merits. We, no, we don't want ruling. a trial. We want summary judgment. Yeah, or judgment, whatever. You know, Carpenter uh, said he wants a jury trial. Okay. Jury on trial what determine what? It determine what exactly? Right, right. Like fa- what facts are in dispute? Right. right. That 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 the lefties like Tom are afraid of people with guns. Yeah. Go home. That's right. Are you afraid? Go home. Oh, and there were some arguments made about um, protecting the employees that are in there. Some sort of takings clause. It was outrageous. It was all made up nonsense. Oh, uh, Tom like, Carpenter argued that the city owns the property yeah. uh, and therefore controls the property, but for the fact that Chapter 14 of Arkansas law says that all authority of cities derives from the state. That's right. And as Bill Cosby said, we I brought you into this world and I can take you out. That's right. So, so essentially, Dave, and for the listeners, the municipal corporations are creatures of state statute, and they're out of control right now. We And the, the deal here is, there's no municipal ordinance passed. We've got King Bruce Moore, or I guess you should call him a duke, since we got King Frank Scott, um, not knowing who's in power here, the elected mayor or the unelected city manager issues an order. Which, by the way... And then you it, get it, the sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah, oh, it, God. It, it seems illegal. <laughs> uh, I need a... That's such a great picture. I need a... Oh, I, where's the staff? Yeah. Be good. Go it, ahead. I'm it, sorry, it Robert. It seems yeah. that... Uh, I've done only preliminary research that City Rock, a city of Little Rock, may be violating the law by having both a mayor and a city manager because right. it seems on preliminary investigation that the law allows for one or the other, not, not both. both. But do you Beautiful. see the way... Bureaucrats work is they create more bureaucrats. They're like cockroaches. They breed and they breed. But the difference is cockroaches run away in the light. Bureaucrats don't. (laughs) All they want to do is make government bigger. That's it. That's it. And protect the jobs, right? That's it. Yeah. We're coming for them, Dave. We're going to expose them. We're going to enforce these duly passed laws in the judicial branch. And um, it's one of the reasons I'm going to run for state senate. I think I can announce now. It's I'll have a more formal announcement, but but uh, we need someone that can write these laws, draft the laws, get them passed, and then I'll be enforcing them in the judicial branch too. So we're, we're looking forward to that. Yeah, Chris has three lawsuits to enforce laws that have already been put on the book by yeah. legislators, but nobody's enforcing. Yeah. So Chris has become a private, private. attorney general nice. enforcing the law. Yeah. <clears throat> by the way, uh, 
Tom Carpenter complained that the attorney general didn't show up to the case. They don't. Ne- they didn't necessarily need to, but now they do. So we're calling on the attorney general to show up. Oh yeah, he made an argument that because they're not here, they don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. Ooh, I the attorney general Leslie will to take Tom exception to yeah. that. Oh, she would. We need to All get right. on the horn. We're out of time. I got to get a break. Bill O'Reilly on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, final half hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. We always give this time over to to Matt Smith to come on and and talk to me and tell me what the new movies are because I know you're going to go out and do some things this weekend. I guess the big new one that's coming out is the horror movie remake, reboot of Candyman. Is that right? Yes, that is new today. It's playing at all five locations. You can catch it in Little Rock at Riverdale 10 and, of course, uh, in Batesville at Oak 7, Cersei Cinema 8, Cabot Cinema 8, and, of course, Hot Springs Cinema 8. Candyman, it's R. It is a reimagining reboot, uh, stays true to the original, but certainly updates it to 2021. Um, got a great review in the Democrat Gazette today, which never happens for supposedly, you know, horror. Yeah, horror movies. They don't like film. horror movies. Yes, got an 87. Wow. And just, yeah, just the entire premise of this is uh, cool. Uh, make, they make a lot of just social commentary and um, what's going on, you know, in the United States with the economy and things like that, and wrap this Candyman character into that. It is, it's really, really cool. Yeah, uh, I got to see it. I'm not, excuse me, I'm not a big fan of the genre like you are, but uh, this movie is, uh, it's very well done. And, you know, Bloomhouse Productions and the writer is Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. So with that quality behind it, you get this project. It is definitely a lot of uh, social, political commentary wrapped into or disguised as a slasher movie. Right. I, I'm I'm interested in seeing it. Only because, from what I've read about as they were producing this movie, the uh, in the original movie uh, it, with the Virginia Madsen, I think is the, yes. the female that was in it. Yes, uh, it was uh, it was a, it was a great movie, but it had some very interesting kind of religious undertones, and I understand that they kind of expand on that with this new movie. Have you heard that? Well, there, there's some of that, and, and basically they, they go back to the neighborhood setting uh, you know, of the original Candyman, and they show how the neighborhood has changed over time uh, between the original film, which I believe is 1992, and now. Uh, gentrification, the changing economics of the neighborhood, what's going on with the buildings that the Candyman used to haunt, and just kind of bring that into the 2021 era, uh, which, which, which is cool. And um, they have someone that brings up Virginia Madsen and her character and what happened back in '92, which oh, is cool. nice. They just yes, it is wrapped together very nicely. Uh, some of the reboots I do not enjoy, but I did enjoy this one. And you're right, yeah, you're right about that aspect of it. What is it? Is it Todd? Is that the guy's name that played the Candyman? Uh, the original one? Yeah. I am not sure, actually. Uh, just just right off the top of my head, I am not sure. Uh, Nia DaCosta directs this. Um, you know, Tony Todd is in this film. Yeah. So that could be the original Candyman. Yeah, he is uh, the he was the original Candyman. Okay, there you go. Tony Todd, he is in this film. Uh, Vanessa Williams is in the film. Avery Moss, Brian King, 
uh, Casey Kramer. Uh, yeah. So I, I guess he's back. Maybe he's the candy man again, you know? Yeah, could be. <laughs> I don't want to spoil everything. I don't want to spoil everything. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. You know, just uh, here's what they're saying on uh, uh, IMDb, a spiritual sequel to the horror film Candyman from 1992 that returns to uh, the Chicago neighborhood where the legend began, which is Caprini Green, Caprini mm-hmm. Caprini Towers. And uh, that was one of the most dangerous uh, housing districts in the country during that time ambulances would not go to Caprini Green. They would stop at the entrance, and you had to bring the sick out because they had a really bad case of of, uh, snipers in in Caprini Green. Yes, and, you know, this is is 30 years later. So what's happened? What's changed? You know, you got Jordan Peele. I mean, he wrote the movie Get Out, you know. Yes. He, he, He was behind the movie Us, you know, two tremendous films. So when you bring that kind of talent to the to the writing and production of this movie, you know, it has an impact. And, yeah, I mean, you're dealing with Chicago. And, of course, that was a situation in Chicago that was a horribly bad neighborhood. Yep. Uh, and all the violence went on there. And then, you know, some communist, socialist, liberal crazy came up with the idea of let's move these people out of Cabrini Green and put them in other places to live around Chicago. Yep. And so what they did is instead of having one center of violence that everybody knew about, now we've got, you know, a dozen pockets spread out as we have rehoused the gang members and criminals in public housing that is scattered all over Chicago. So that's why, uh, you know, Chicago leads as the murder capital of North America. And the areas that they spread them out in? is southwest chicago where all those murders are taking place exactly yes i mean it used to be right there cabrini green we knew where the gangsters were we knew where everybody sold crack and heroin we knew where the killing's going on we know the cops are going over here like you said an ambulance don't want to go and so the genius idea was you know it's those buildings let's 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 tear those buildings it's not the people no no criminals it's the buildings so let's tear those buildings down and and uh, that's the problem and so, yeah, now we've got uh, all of these places, you know, instead of the one, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, it's kind of like treating cancer and uh, making sure that the cancer spreads instead of being isolated. Kind of stupid. And, I mean, you know, now, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. well, I mean, hey, if you're talking about, you know, 30 years ago, just don't go to that neighborhood, right? Yeah, you're right. I got they move the criminals into your neighborhood? Yes. You know? I got to ask you a question yeah, because yeah. this was reported on the news. What's your thoughts that they're going to let Sirhan Sirhan out, the guy who assassinated Bobby Kennedy? Uh, my thoughts, uh, I, I, why? Why would you do something like I, that? I agree. It's, that's I, I, the craziest I, crap I've ever heard. I mean, I, I don't understand why the guy was not executed. I don't get that. It was California, that's why. Yeah. I, I, yeah. They I, don't I, have a death yeah. penalty. Yeah, you know, when you get somewhere that's not part of America— you know the laws are strange. I mean, it's it's really strange it to is get to truth. those foreign countries, those weird nations like that. Okay, now I would be remiss. I know you like to talk politics once in a while, so I'm going to let yeah. you going to let you talk a little bit about this. Give me your take on Afghanistan. No, oh, it's absolutely horrible. I mean, I've never, I've never. I mean, you understand that uh, we had more uh, more soldiers killed, uh, you know, yesterday or I guess the day before now in Afghanistan, uh, than during the entire Trump administration? Yep. I mean, you realize that? Yeah. 
I mean, you remember when Trump first took office, they were killing Americans, and so he dropped that Moab bomb on them, mother of all bombs. Yep. And just created that big old crater out there that you can see from space. And then said, hey, uh, if you keep killing Americans, I'm going to drop some more of these on you guys. Yeah, I got more. I've got more of them for you. (laughs) Guess what? They stopped killing Americans, you know? And then all the liberals were on there talking about, oh, man, so why did we drop that bomb on Mm -hmm. those people? Oh, my God, we put that big bomb on them. You know, all that crybaby junk. And then now we got some Marines over there killed. I mean, it's just stupid. I mean, why didn't you – I mean, I don't get this. I mean, it would be basic 101. You keep the air base you have until you get the Americans out of the country. That's right. Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you like, okay, we're going to hold on to our military air base, which is already, you know – protected, fortified, ready to go. We've been defending this airbase for 20 years. We know what's going on here. we got lines of sight, right? Let's get the Americans out. Let's evacuate the embassy. Let's get everybody out that wants to go before we leave our airbase. I I agree with you. Look, yeah, I mean, I've been when you talking this. this. Huh? I've been talking about this. It's the most, this is the, the most ill-conceived, stupid, uh, thing coming out of the Biden administration that I I couldn't even write this up as a as a fictional movie. No, okay. If I give you this is number one as stupidity, giving Afghanistan to the terrorists. Uh, I guess number two is giving uh, the Rio Grande Valley, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, and half of California to illegal illegal aliens yep. that are swarming across the border even as we speak. Yep. Yeah, although COVID that although that's been that's been cut back a little bit just because the Supreme Court told Biden that he's got to do that keeping keeping Mexico until yeah, they've been just, vetted. So a little yeah, bit of good I, things happened there. I hate to lie when they say you can't close the border. I mean, East Germany did it. Israel is doing it right now. Yep. You know, with uh, with the ocean to their back and on the other three sides, surrounded by people who want to kill them. But uh, the border's closed in Israel. So, uh, yeah, the border can be closed between the drones and the electronics and the cameras and the walls that could be built. You could close that border. You could stop the uh, surging uh, Delta and Lambda variant that's coming in from Brazil and South America and Central America and all those people streaming across the river right now. You could do it if you wanted to. You don't want to. You want to harvest those new votes. Mm -hmm. Let's get them in here. Let's hurry up and get them some amnesty. Let's hurry up and get them registered to vote so we can stay in power. That's what it is. Yeah, you're exactly right. All right, you stay tuned. I'll be right back with you. Have another cup of coffee or something. I'll be right with you. I got to get in here and talk a little bit about PI roofing and about why they're so important to people that own their homes, and that is they'll keep your house in a good condition keep that roof in good condition and keeping the roof in good condition means that water doesn't get in to your house let's go through the dynamics of a leak it gets through the shingle gets through the felt gets through the plywood gets into the house and it goes through the insulation through the drywall and all the way all those things it's going through they start rotting decaying and allowing more and more moisture to get in your home and it's not a good thing it can it can cause you to have to spend thousands of dollars in repairs don't do that uh call the folks at pi roofing at 707-3551 and make an appointment for them to come out and look at your roof and make sure that it's solid 
Uh, I've had them come out a couple of times in the last about six years. I've had some nails that have worked their way out, and they've had to put new nails in and some tar on the roof and things of that nature. But I know that I'm going to have to replace my roof probably next year or the year after. So the bottom line is a simple fact of life. You've got to get them out to find out where the problem parts are at so that you don't have those problems that are on the outside showing up on the inside of your home. That's PI Roofing, uh, 707-3551 is their number, or online, piroofing.com. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, Matt Smith is with us. Uh, he is the the owner-operator of all the VIP cinemas here in the state in Hot Springs, uh, Riverdale 10, right there at the bottom of Cantrell Hill in Little Rock, out in Cabot in Searcy, and, of course, out in Batesville at the Oaks VIP Cinema as well. Let's go back. We got uh, coming up our classic movie in uh, September. If you've not seen Apocalypse Now on the big screen, then you've not seen Apocalypse Now. Just the story behind that movie is a movie. I mean, uh, uh, Coppola wanted to make that movie so badly, he put up millions of dollars of his own money to make it to happen. And you can see one of the very first uh appearances on cinema with harrison ford he's in that movie as well on a very bit part but he's in that movie uh, it's a great movie you want to see it it's a little surreal at times uh in the movie they they give it a surreal feel because the vietnam war was kind of surreal at the end and that's because the politicians got involved but robert duvall is my favorite part in that movie when uh, he's talking about uh, he loves the smell of napalm in the morning, it smells like victory. And then he says, "Come on, boys, let's catch some waves." All right, so they're out. They're, they go out surfing, which is really really funny uh, in that movie. A little bit of humor in it as well. Uh, that's going to be in the second Tuesday of September. Tickets are on sale now. It's only five dollars a ticket uh, over at uh, Riverdale Ten. Dot com. Get your tickets now because I'm pretty sure this is going to be one of those movies that sells out. What say you, Mr. Smith? Hey, that's Tuesday, September the 14th at 7 p.m. you got to do two, day, two things that Tuesday. Yes, get your $5 ticket and come out and see Apocalypse Now with us. You also have to go vote no for the 1% sales tax uh, for the city of Little Rock. Make sure you get out and vote no for that and then go watch Apocalypse Now. Okay, uh-huh. Let's not let these clowns hang you with an 11.5 percent tax uh when you go out and eat some food or um you know uh have a drink in uh, the little rock city limits okay so get you out and vote no on that and then go watch apocalypse now all right so do your patriotic duty and vote and then uh watch apocalypse now uh on the big screen because you really to, to really enjoy that movie you need to see it on the big screen to get that feeling of the jungle and everything that uh, francis ford coppola brings into that film and they they filmed that movie during a hurricane in the philippines it it the story of the making that movie like i said sounds almost like fiction it's but it's a great it's a great movie and that they got through it is amazing and it was a huge success to say the least at the at the theaters 
So uh, don't miss that on the 14th of September. I have to miss it because, hey, I'm going to be on the beach in Florida. What can I say? That's just the way it Be sure to come check us out. Now, we've got Candyman new this week. We also have the new movie Together from Bleecker Street Films. It deals with a couple, a married couple, and what they had to do to get through the uh, pandemic and what was going on in their lives. That's new today. It's called Together, also at Riverdale 10. We are still playing Paw Patrol the movie for all the kids. My Uh, grandson loved the movie. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Free Guy, number one film in America with Ryan Reynolds is still on the screen. The Aretha Franklin story, Respect, we're still playing that. Walt Disney's Jungle Cruise, Samuel L. Jackson in The Protégé, Matt Damon in Stillwater, Dave Patel in The Green Knight, Don't Breathe 2, we're still playing that film, it's still on the screen. Uh, And, of course, the new horror film, Nighthouse. So go to Riverdale10.com to get your tickets. All tickets are $5 on Tuesday. Of course, we serve beer and wine. We have a full food menu, anything you might possibly want to eat with that beer and wine. And, of course, luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating and all auditoriums. By the way, I had a friend of mine uh, text me and said, I haven't been to the movies uh, uh, since the pandemic started. I went back to Riverdale 10, and I saw the protege. What a fantastic film that was that's a great action film it really is with a uh, female assassin and of course samuel jackson is in the movie so is michael keaton uh that is a that is a great action movie for all action film fans and you Ma- maggie q maggie q is in that as well yes catch that at all the locations your free guys playing at all of my locations Candyman is at all paul patrol protege jungle cruise don't breathe free guy respect wow that's everywhere Cabot, Hot Springs, Searcy, Batesville, and of course the Riverdale Ten. You got, you got like everything that's playing right now on the big screen. We got a good lineup for the weekend, that's for sure. Yeah, what's uh, what's coming up in the next couple of weeks, real quickly? Well, next Friday we've got uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. That's going to be a good one. Yes, that is starting on. Uh, September the 2nd, and then, of course, uh, on September 17th, we have uh, Cry Macho with Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Also on September 17th is uh, Cop Shop uh, with uh, Gerald Butler. Uh, on uh, September 10th is Malignant from Warner Brothers Pictures. That's coming up. Uh, so we've got we've got some films coming in September for sure. Now, of course, October the 8th is James Bond and No Time to Die. Yes. October 15th is Halloween Kills. Yes. Also on October 15th is Venom 2. All right. That's out on October 15th as well. So we got a good fall lineup. Really a lot of good films stacked into, uh, stacked into October. That's for sure. All right. Everybody talking about the trailer. Most watched uh, movie trailer in the history of movies, and that is the new Spider-Man that's coming out. Yes, that's coming up as well. Uh, yeah, let me mention this real quick, too. Uh, of course, Dear Evan Hansen is September 24th. Uh, we'll have uh, The Many Saints of Newark, October 1st. Adam's Family 2, new cartoon for the kids, is October 1st. Um, all of those films coming up. Dune is October 22nd. Yeah, I want to see that. I'm, I, I've got my fingers, my eyes crossed, and my... And the toes on one of my feet crossed so about that because they did such Lynch did such a terrible job of it the last time. The Eternals 
November 5th. Yeah, that looks so, interesting. A good lineup of films for the last quarter of the year, October, November, December. Great lineup of films. There's no doubt about it. Good things for people to come out and see. Well, uh, I'm very interested in Cop Shop on September uh, the uh, 17th. You know, not only is Gerald Butler in the film, but Frank Grillo is in the film as, as well. There you go. Uh, a small town police station becomes the unlikely battleground between the professional hitman, a smart rookie female cop, and a double-crossing con man who seeks refuge behind bars with no place to run. I'm, I, I really want to see that film. That's going to be a great action film. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing the new Clint Eastwood movie. He He's just got better. He, he is like wine. He just gets better with age, no doubt about it. All right. You have a great weekend, Matt. And uh, I'll see you at the movies. How's that? Come see us, Riverdale10.com. Thank you. All right. Matt Smith here on the Dave Ellswick Show. You want to go out and do something this weekend? Go see a movie. Go have dinner. Enjoy yourself this weekend. It's not going to be blazing hot. It's going to be a little bit uh, tempered. So have a, have a good time. I'll be back on Monday, 6 a.m. Power Panel will be with me. And uh, we'll have a lot of things to talk about. In fact, we're going to talk about the 1619 Project. I have a special guest for us on that so that you will be well informed about what it's all about. That's coming up on Monday, 6 a.m. Power Panel. I'll see you then here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.